This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 52. How y'all feeling? I just got back from a short trip to California to hang with my sister and her fiance and her kids and his kid. They're now going to be a blended family, which is really, really sweet. I'm really happy for them. So yeah, we went to Disneyland for two days in a row. And you know, I'm like into rides and fun stuff and being with the kids. But the second day got kind of brutal. I won't get into it, but it involved being overheated in an overcrowded situation and getting stuck on a ride. So needless to say, I am very happy to be back at my house upstate, back in my quiet office, in my quiet and peaceful house. It's so wild how much our environment affects, you know, how we feel, how we think, everything. And I really don't do great in crowds. Did y'all catch any of the pics online from the crowd at Lollapalooza? Okay, that is an example of my literal nightmare. But some people are totally fine in crowds like that. I mean, they love it. We're all such different little creatures, aren't we? Just trying to have fun and experience life to the fullest and also feel safe and secure. My greatest sense of security, no matter where I am though, is my higher self. Just knowing that even beyond this human form, I am held by the same force of creative love that manifested everything around me. Often we can see our environment as hostile, And that is really from our animal survival brain, right? Always on the lookout for danger or from the biases of our LHBs, our learned hierarchical beliefs. When we're feeling threatened or disempowered, our true power and strength is the awareness of love, knowing that no matter where you are, love is there with you. And that is exactly the remembrance that shook me out of a panic attack at Disneyland this weekend, y'all. I was like, I'm safe. I'm held by a power greater than any forms around me. I might find things threatening or thoughts of fear that I could get trapped in, but all of that is a temporary human experience. We are spirit. We are love. We are our higher selves, and we can transcend it all. So add that to your tool belt and use whatever will help you remember. A crystal you carry around, a necklace, an affirmation, a prayer you write down and keep it in your wallet. You know, find little ways to help yourself feel safe and loved. That way, if you find yourself in a situation where you're getting uncomfortable, you know, you can touch it or read it and just remind yourself of that. You know, we need all the help we can get. 
Okay, I wanted to remind you all too, if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon, the link is in the show notes and you can get access to our bonus episodes. Also, there is a link down there as well if you want to make a one-time donation. You know, the Patreon is really the only way that we can sustain this podcast. So if the podcast is giving you the support that you need, please consider giving a few bucks a month because that makes all the difference to us. And it helps us be able to help you and help other people as well. And honestly, it helps me because (laughs) this podcast is like my dream come true and I definitely wanna keep doing it. All right, loves, I'm ready to hear some questions. How about y'all? Let's get to it. Hi, Bunny. Um, I'm calling because I'm in a situation with my relationship or I'm not really sure how to help myself. Me and my girlfriend have been dating for almost a year now, and it's been a great and life-changing relationship. I've faced so many fears and feel it's really the first healthy relationship I've been in. However, come this fall, I'm going back to college in another state, and she's going on tour with a band for about a year. We both have been in long-distance relationships in the past, that have been very difficult and have acknowledged it's not something we're interested in trying again. We haven't made any concrete decisions and her perspective is that we should wait and see what to do. I'm having a lot of difficulty with this uncertainty and the knowledge that soon we will no longer be together. My higher self knows that we both need to follow the universe's path for us, which might mean not being together but it has definitely triggered my attachment wounds and I feel heartbroken and abandoned. I'm also noticing I'm starting to put up some emotional walls in preparation for this change, and I think she might be as well. I want to enjoy this last month we have together, but I can't help but feel hurt and scared. Thank you, Bunny. I appreciate any advice you may have. Oh, babe, I'm so sorry that you're having a hard time with this. It doesn't sound easy. You said in your intro to the question that this is the healthiest relationship you've ever been in. And that's obvious by the honesty the two of you have together about what your needs are around long distance relationships. Knowing what kind of boundaries work for you in that sense is really emotionally mature and a testament to how much you really do value your own needs and want to make choices that reflect the path of your higher selves for both of you. In difficult decisions like this, it's helpful to focus on the positive. Yes, breaking up will be hard, but having a long distance relationship won't make you happy and therefore would be even harder. So when you imagine what it will be like to be apart after you go back to college, rather than focusing on envisioning yourself sad, can you also prioritize visualizing yourself thriving in your own sense of openness to possibility? Can you visualize yourself at school, walking to class in the sunshine, passionate about what you're learning, making plans for something fun later, meeting new people, and proud of yourself for having the courage to keep growing on your own, you are in a transitional time, the ending of one thing and the beginning of something new. And when that happens, there's always an element of fear to step into an unknown, to not have that same sense of security that your relationship provided, 
But like you said, the universe has different plans for you. I understand it might be hard to be together now, knowing your relationship is ending in one sense, but the love you two have for each other isn't ending. In fact, it's exactly because of love that the two of you are making choices that reflect your best selves. You want the best for each other, and that is truly beautiful. I want you to have whatever boundaries you need at this time to make that transition easier for your heart. If that means taking distance now, then have that conversation in the open with your partner. Don't still see each other and put up an emotional wall because once the authenticity and the vulnerability and open-heartedness stops, the two of you can't really be present with each other anyway. And that could lead to misunderstanding and perhaps even more hurt. Love is a state of awareness. And when you focus on the fact that the love between you two is incredibly strong, so strong it transcends the attachment of the romantic relationship, you can take a deep breath and remind yourself that everything is going to be okay. Because it is. It's going to be more than okay. If you do decide you still want to hang out before your move and their tour, then honor the time you have left together by actually allowing yourself to enjoy it. Do fun stuff together. Maybe roller skating or going on a hike or seeing a funny movie. Just do stuff that will bring a smile to y'all's face because both of you deserve to be happy. Look, I absolutely think feeling down and hurt about your situation is totally valid. And I'm not saying that you have to swallow those feelings and just be happy. Absolutely not. But I do know that you have the power to focus on the love or focus on the fear. And I want you to focus on the love. It has guided you and will continue to. You are not alone. Your higher self is holding you through this. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Content warning, the following question and answer series mention abuse and self-harm. It's difficult to know where to begin because of probably how fresh it is. And I just listened to episode 48. I just finished it. And the response... Um voicemail at the end was really touching like 
in somehow in the way that I know this person intended. And it's undescribable. You know, they're like, if this just makes you feel better or touches you, you know, and it's like, it's all of that. And I've wanted to insert my voice into this conversation for a long time, but I haven't known what to say because it's been such a whirlwind this whole time. And so I have to remember to take deep breaths to get through this. And I know that I have all of y'all supporting me. So coming out of the dark hole of an abusive relationship, I know I carried over some of the equally toxic coping behaviors, like searching through my partner's phone or abusing alcohol, abusing self-harm, coping with food, all of that. And I've moved away from a lot of that. And I live far away from all of that. I live the town over from the place where this happened. But it's still affecting my new relationship, which I got in. You know, like, my partner helped me move out of my ex's and I's apartment and you know leaving the dog is hard and you know stopping drinking alcohol takes a car wreck and this all puts an extreme amount of weight on my family then my new like cultivated family which has a child involved, a child of 11, turning 12 soon. The fights between my partner and I are hurtful because, you know, I'm triggered somehow and he feels attacked because of that. And this puts pressure on the abandonment issues of the child, which is separate still from the underlying, you know, the issue of my own issues, which how much of it is a silent burden to carry. And doing therapy has been so wonderful and doing yoga has been so amazing. And meditating and journaling has been so explorative. And I love all of that. And I love the people that I'm with. But it's like all of these issues colliding that have turned to isolation. You know, undeniably, like, me asking for support of, like, getting off social media and asking my partner to also get off social media has led to isolation. And I feel like I've missed the opportunity for a lot of love that I have with this love of mine. And I think a lot about guilt and shame and Brene Brown and 
what it would be like to just let all of this go and trust my partner and let them talk to whoever they want. And I feel that, like, I feel like I couldn't have a future with my partner if I didn't feel that way, if I didn't trust that they could talk to anybody and be who they are the same as with me and, you know, like, and be still my love. And I do trust him with my heart. So it's like, how do I get past all of that damage? And will it resurface? And what do I do if it does? I love you all so much. And I hope that I touch you too. Thank you, bunny. Hey, love, thank you for your heartfelt vulnerability. It sounds to me like you need to cut yourself some slack here. You are incredibly hard on yourself for the fact that you need healing. Everyone needs healing. And you have been through an abusive relationship and used alcohol and self-harm as a coping mechanism because you couldn't see a way out and that became a pattern of unhealthy soothing which led to harmful consequences. And now you realize you deserve better than that. You're also in therapy and doing the work of meditation and journaling. I know all of this can feel emotionally overwhelming to be having all these realizations, to see your own issues, to realize your triggers, and at the same time, not have a sense of control over them. But babe, you are human, and this stuff isn't easy. I want you to find more patience and self-compassion. I want you to repeat these words. My triggers are not my fault. My wounds are not my fault. I am healing myself. I am loving. I am strong. I am enough. We live in a world that is very much in need of healing because abuse and greed and our learned hierarchical beliefs, our LHBs, have created generations upon generations of misguided disempowerment. To put it simply, we do not know our own worth. And that feeling of lack can have extremely harmful consequences when left unchecked. You, like the rest of us, are on the path of awakening from this sleep, this sleep of unworthiness. And awakening is not an easy process. It's fucking hard. It's hard to start actually witnessing yourself, to be accountable for your mistakes, to realize you've hurt people, to want to do better, not because you need to be better, but because you want your behavior to reflect your true self, not your wounds. What you need to stop doing is making all of this stuff, all these things you talked about in your voice memo, who you are. When we start having these realizations, it's really easy to start looking at ourselves in the mirror and identify with our wounds and our trauma. 
I am this hurt person. I am this abused person. I am a triggered person. Because that is exactly why it's hard for you right now to see a way out. A part of you is like, well, I realize now this is just who I am. It's not. Your triggers are moments of temporary fear. They always pass. They are not out to get you either. They are pointing out the places where you are still wounded so you can tend to that wound. Your body and your mind are reacting, but you are the witness to that. And you can have compassion for those parts of yourself while at the same time trust you are in the process of lessening their power. Every time you forgive yourself for acting out of your triggers, in a way that you want to change, you lessen their power. Now, about your relationship, you said you want to trust your partner. Well, that doesn't just happen like, oh, one day I trust them, so now I can let them talk to whoever they want to and I won't look at their phone. No, it's they can talk to whoever they want, I won't look at their phone, and I will work on my trust issues with my therapist, in my journaling, in my meditation. Because your trust issues are your own wounds and not your partner. And your partner is not responsible for healing them for you. They can't love your wounds away, no matter what they do. No matter who they talk to or don't talk to. Only you can do that. This isn't about them finally proving themselves to be trustworthy. It's about you allowing yourself to be loved by them. Receiving love takes vulnerability. If you are not in a place where you are able to be okay with your partner having healthy boundaries and other friendships, then I think taking some time to focus on your own healing, on your own path, is the way forward. In relationships, you're either in or you're out. But I get the sense that you are really emotional right now because in your heart, you already know what you need to do to make this relationship work. And you realize you're actually capable of it. And that terrifies you. You've opened the door on your own healing and you can't go back now. Growing takes courage. Love takes courage. Trust takes courage. Healing takes courage. Remind yourself you are absolutely capable because you're already doing it. I want you to keep going and believe in yourself. Hi, Bunny. Firstly, thank you so much for putting together this podcast. I have listened to every episode and afterwards I feel so clear and inspired and just so supported by so many other human beings in the world feeling such similar things um, that I do and that I have. Um, I... I wanted to ask a question and for some guidance on some circumstances that are happening in my life right now. Um, it feels like so many things are coming to a close and I'm really, I'm really ready to move on with everything. Um, I have broken up with my partner. We were in a, a two-year relationship together. Um, and I also am feeling this urge that I've fallen out of love with the city that I'm living in as well. And I've, I've fallen out of love with living in the share house that I am with um, my two really good friends that I've been living with for about a year. So I feel like I've fallen out of love with 
so many circumstances in my life and I'm really ready to move to a different city and like study something different and just open up my world so much. And that feels like such a beautiful calling for me. Um, but I guess the one thing that I'm having trouble with within all of this is affording to do this. And I feel like my funds at the moment aren't really allowing me to move away um, and to move house. Um, and so I wanted to ask, like, what would you have to say about my higher self manifesting financial abundance? Um, because I know, like, being wealthy isn't the answer to my problems, but, like, what do you think is something that will really help me in manifesting um, financial wealth to be able to move forward with my pursuits and really like culminate more things into my life. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Bunny. Bye. Well, I would disagree with you about the fact that you are falling out of love with any of those things, your city, your old partner, your roommates, love is a state of awareness and the love you experience with them isn't diminished. Now that you're headed in a new direction, it's just changed its form. It's no longer about it being romantic. It's no longer how you see your future, but it served its purpose and brought you to the realizations you're having now. It was integral to following your dreams and it taught you about yourself and in that way, those things will continue to be valuable and add love to your future. So I just want to distinguish, you know, this idea that we have of what it means to fall out of love with something just because you want the romance to end doesn't mean you don't have love for that person anymore. I think it's absolutely wonderful that you have a clear vision of what you want. When it comes to manifesting financial abundance, I think it's really important to have a clear sense of why you want that money. What will it help you accomplish? Because if you don't feel abundant inside and think that this money will give you a sense of worth, then you will be greatly disappointed whether you get it or not. Either disappointed because you don't have it and therefore never feel complete, or disappointed that the money only made you feel good about yourself for a little bit until that sense of lack creeps back up in again and you need more money to feel like you are more. But when you manifest financial abundance in order to serve your higher purpose, your higher self's purpose, then that money will be truly valuable to your life. We all have the same higher purpose to bring more love into our lives and to help awaken love on the planet by unlearning our LHBs and aligning with our higher selves. And we all have a different role to play in that awakening. You know, some of us are teachers, some of us are social activists, some of us are writers, artists, um, parents, caregivers, entrepreneurs, selling products or services that will help bring more joy and beauty to people's lives that help people feel more worthy. When you align your passion with service to the whole, then your money will be used not as the end goal, but to sustain that purpose and therefore bring more love into your life as well. Now, I'm not saying you have to be like 
a social worker or directly be in service to other people. I'm saying that whatever your job is, you know in your heart its higher purpose is to help you awaken to love. For example, if you are a waiter and you're an artist and your waiting tables job helps you pay the rent of your apartment where you make your art, that tip money is sustaining your higher purpose because it is helping you create your work. Because of that waiting tables job, you're able to make your art. Or say, for example, you work at the bank and you go to therapy. Well, the money you're making at the bank is helping to pay for your therapy, which helps you heal so that you can be more present to love and compassion for other people's plights. The form of how you get that money is not as important as the purpose of it, as when you are mindful of what your ultimate goal here is. So, okay, you're like, well, yeah, I need the money to move to this new city so I can pursue my passion, which is my higher self's purpose. So how do I do it? Well, like any other goal, you lay out a plan. You figure out how much you need. You look at your budget now. You see where you can save. Maybe skipping the to-go coffee, not getting those new shoes after all. You see how you can pick up some extra money gigs. You see if there's a possibility for a loan. You show the universe you're willing to work for it. You set your intention and you correlate that intention with action. And when you do that, mindful of how grateful you are for all that you already have because it's helping you manifest your purpose now, mindful of your inherent abundance within, I promise you the universe opens up more possibilities for money and you will see new opportunities and you will take them. It's done one step at a time. It's empowering yourself by knowing what you deserve and humbling yourself by not taking anything for granted. Trust and have faith. You will find your way. I have no doubt about it. One step at a time. The trust and the faith part is really important because if you start to get caught up in the fear of not getting what you want, you are tunnel visioned in your own fear and you actually miss opportunities for growth. You actually miss the abundance that's all around you. You actually can't see a path forward, a creative new opening, a way of looking at things that maybe you hadn't before. So staying in the consciousness of your higher self Elevating your consciousness will actually give you the vision to find the path forward. Remember, this isn't just about the power to manifest whatever you want. Manifesting in itself doesn't necessarily serve love. There are many people who manifest and they manifest literally the opposite of love, thinking it will bring them power, a power defined by dominance over others. I mean, look at like, say, certain politicians throughout history or dictators, for example. Yeah, they manifested a lot, a lot of things. They had a huge power to manifest change. But what purpose did it serve? So that's why we have to be seriously, seriously mindful of its purpose. Manifesting to serve love's purpose is what will make not only your goals possible, but also keep your self-worth and compassion sustainable as well. I'm really excited for you. Hi, Bunny. I love the podcast and your work. 
Um, so here's the gist of it. I am a lesbian. Um, and last night, my girlfriend and I went to a bachelorette party with, for one of her friends. And it was all very penis-centered. And they made a lot of comments about how we don't like penises. Um, and just weird things about us being lesbians. Um, and besides that, it was a really fun night. But now it's the next morning, and I'm feeling really bummed out that um, I'm never going to be able to just be a straight girl at a bachelorette party and fit in normally. Um, and I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to reconcile that. Um, I know that being queer, there's less of a blueprint forward, and that's a really cool and exciting thing. But I don't know how to navigate these feelings of, like, I'm missing out on what would a normal life would be. And I want to just feel more secure in my lesbianism, I think. Um, but, yeah, I'd love it if you had any advice for me. Thank you. Have a good one. Well, babe, if those women were making those comments, it's not because you're not secure. It's because they are not secure. And just because you experience some uncomfortably homophobic comments from them at that particular bachelorette party doesn't mean that every straight cis bachelorette party will have women there saying ignorant things that make you feel uncomfortable. The way they acted wasn't cool at all, and that's why you feel bad now, because what they did wasn't right, and it hurt your feelings. I would def encourage your partner, if they feel safe to do so, to have a talk with their friends about how they acted. There's nothing cute about it. And being queer isn't about penis versus vagina. There are lesbians who have penises. So yeah, the whole you're a lesbian that hates penises trope and I'm a straight woman who loves penises trope, which isn't always true by the way, is really tired. Unless you are volunteering, sharing what you like or don't like in bed, it's no one's business. Look, I get it. It might seem like being straight is normal. But let me fill you in here. There is no such thing as normal. Straight isn't the default. Cis isn't the default. And just because our culture says so does not mean straight cis people are happier than queer people. Not at all. True happiness is fully accepting yourself for who you are. And when you are queer, you're forced to be courageously self-accepting because our world has taught you otherwise. But those voices of self-doubt can still creep in. We've all been conditioned to be homophobic, transphobic, racist, ableist, fatphobic. I mean, these are the conditionings that we all have been brought up in by popular culture. Unlearning that stuff, unlearning seeing those biases about other people and about yourself is a process. And that experience at the bachelorette party triggered those fears and biases in you. And that's okay. It happens. Being queer can give you a very valuable leg up in your own awakening process. It's kind of ironic that you sent in this question today, or that I read this question today rather, because I was just grocery shopping with Kara at the store in our new town that we live in. 
And you know, I've been living in Brooklyn for a really long time before we moved here. So it's just been so long where I felt because we're a queer couple that we stick out in some way. But the lady that was checking us out at the store, she just gave us this look, this very distinctive look. And I recognized it from all the homophobic stares I've experienced in my past. She did not appear to like what she was looking at. And yes, it would be great to be able to never experience that kind of judgment. But you know what's a lot worse than that? Being someone who feels so insecure in themselves, they need to make other people feel less than in order to be okay. And those people at the bachelorette party you went to might not even totally be conscious of why they felt the need to single y'all out the way that they did or make you feel like you were different or talk about that kind of stuff. They probably feel like they are just so accepting of lesbians. But that's part of the problem. Queer people don't need to be accepted by straight people. Straight people do not own the space. Straight cis people need to be more fully accepting of themselves because only out of self-compassion can you treat others with compassion. Only when you realize you could be part of the problem do you actively start unlearning your own assumptions and biases. Those thoughts you are having about not being able to be more proud of being who you are are your LHBs, your learned hierarchical beliefs talking, not your higher self. Your higher self is absolutely so proud of you for being who you are, full stop. For honoring the love you have in your heart, even if sometimes people don't show you love. Remember, the way our culture functions is changing. People are waking up. There's a lot more work to do, obviously, but you can help others simply by being unapologetically yourself. Let who you are shine. Don't limit your light. And now it's time to hear a listener response message. Hi, Bonnie. This is actually a response question to um, the caller who was going through um, HSV2, which is um, commonly known as herpes. Um, she's 19, and I can really relate to this. Um, so I'm 20. I discovered I had it about four months ago. So I've been dealing with it pretty recently. Um, whenever I first discovered I had it, it felt like the world was crashing in on me. I was so upset and scared, and it felt like I had ruined my entire life because I'm so young. And to have the rest of my life to have to tell all of my partners what I'm going through. And of course you have to tell your partners, you have to disclose. It's nothing you can get around. Um, and then I met a guy and I, it was my first time disclosing and I was so scared and I just went ahead and I was a little bit intoxicated and I just started crying and I just told him, I just let it all out, and I just said, you know what? I got from my last partner. I didn't have the choice whether or not that was okay, so I'm giving you the choice, and he was absolutely amazing. He just told me that it was okay, and then he was proud of me, and that I'm so brave for coming out and letting him know, and that he's, like, really grateful but that I gave him the choice because other people wouldn't do that. Um, and the person who, you know, potentially gave it to me didn't, do that either did not give me the choice and he knew I ended up finding out that he knew he had it um but and it hurt knowing that he could walk around and pretend that he doesn't have it and I can't do that my heart is too good my love for myself and the people around me is way too big um 
to pretend that I don't have it and to potentially give it to somebody who needs to know. Um, and then when I told my mom in regards to you talking about your parents, I was so scared that my mom was going to be like, you're gross, blah, blah, blah. She was the complete opposite. I was sobbing on the phone, and she just goes, why are you crying? Everybody has it. And then she started listing off names of people who we know who have it and who I have no idea have it. And so I just wanted to give you a little bit of light on my story and let you know that it gets better and it's not the end of the world. And I found a loving partner, and I will continue to tell future partners if him and I ever break up or anything. Um, and it's nothing to be scared about, and I've lived with it, and I honestly forgot that I have it for the most part. Um, I just take medicine every day and um, live my life to the fullest, and I'm happy, and I love myself regardless. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sending that beautiful, caring, loving message in. Thank you so much for your positivity. Um, I know that that's going to mean so much to hear, especially for that caller and especially for all the people I'm sure listening because it is so common. And, you know, and not even just that specifically, but anything that you feel like you're shamed for around in our culture or that people have a lot of ignorance around, you know, it's just like, we got to help each other out and support each other and realize that we absolutely are capable of having the most loving, joyful life that we deserve. You know, it is at our disposal. We can let ourselves receive it. We can treat ourselves with total compassion and total acceptance. And it's just really beautiful. I can really hear that in your voice. And thank you so much for sending that in. All right, y'all, that wraps up episode 52. Thank you so much for being here. Remember to sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exohiresself. Keep sending in your questions. Keep sending in your responses. I think it's really helpful to get the responses and to hear y'all's perspective on the question too. I think that that's really, really beautiful and it's helping to build this community and make it even stronger and closer. So thank you so much. Have a beautiful week. Give yourself that joy. Give yourself that compassion. Give yourself that nurturing. I love you and so does your higher self. See you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 